Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Middling Kids Podcast, a groovy review of everything Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Chase Kupo. First on the to-do list today is to mention that the first trailer for Scoob is online. The animated reboot will kick off WB's Hanna-Barbera Cinematic Universe. I watched the trailer and filmed my reaction. You can watch that on the Meddling Kids Facebook page if you would like. Uh, Long story short, I think it looks great. Super cute, Shaggy and Scooby's origins seem super mushy and great, and the whole movie looks just really fun and funny. Let me know what you think of it in the discussion group on Facebook. Alright, so we are watching The Haunted Candy Factory today. This one stars Cass Elliot of the group The Mamas and Papas. She's a singer, by the way, in case you didn't realize. Uh, I wonder how many listeners already knew of The Mamas and Papas before they ever saw this episode. I definitely didn't. I'm a little young, so... Alright, anyways, the episode starts with the gang, as always, driving down an unspecified road. This is actually one of, maybe, the most worrisome one I have seen yet. It looks to be in a city, but in a more run-down and industrial side of the city. Uh, It is nighttime, and it's raining out, so the gang might not be in good shape here. None of them even know where they are, so I was right. What What a good assumption this time. Shaggy starts smelling some, some, uh, some, uh, some, uh, food, yes. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes it's tough. Uh, Shaggy starts smelling some, some wondrously sweet snack foods, which raises their opinion of the neighborhood immediately. Everything start. they're, they're excited. They're like, where could that be coming from? A candy bar then falls on top of their van. Scooby goes ahead and tries to eat it. Why not? Free candy. It's risky sometimes, but hey, why not? But when he bites down, there's a key inside, which does cause poor Scooby a great deal of pain. The gang also finds a note in there as well that more or less says, I'm Cass Elliot, and I'm being held hostage in the candy factory. Please help me. And the gang looks up to see her in a window at the very tippy top of the building. She's waving her arms to get their attention. She yells clearly from a long distance through the rain and thunder, It's me! I'm Cass Elliot. <laughs> and, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I had a good vibe, and I lost my place in the notes. It's because people keep texting and emailing me. Stop it. Gosh. Anyway, sorry. Real life is seeping in. Uh, so they, they look up, and they can they can hear her yelling through all the, the rain and thunder very clearly. It's me, Cass Elliot. Help me. Then Daphne says, look, it's Cass Elliot herself. I'm starting to think that Cass Elliot might be in this episode. So, as she's yelling and hooting and hollering, some mysterious hands yoink her right away from the window. So the gang decides to go in and investigate. They use the key card she threw down, the key she threw down, not the key card, this isn't a video game, that she threw down to open the padlock on a side door to the building. The lock falls to the ground and it starts bouncing and hopping around a lot which spooks Shaggy and Scooby quite a bit. Uh, Shaggy says even the lock is scared. Once everyone makes it inside, the wind slams the door shut, and it jams it shut, actually. Now, the gang didn't break and enter this time. They were actually invited, but boy, did it backfire on them anyway. Velma is actually pretty creeped out once she looks around and realizes where they are. And it actually shows her look. 
so you know she says oh this is a creepy place and she's looking and then the camera pans it goes like point of view basically the camera pans across the room and you see we see two green glob monsters just hanging out standing in absolute plain sight and maybe I'm mixed up on the layout of this room or, or everyone's position in it but I'm pretty sure they were just standing there in the gang's eyesight but the the gang just ignored him or, or missed the two ghouls in the room with him. Then they laugh loudly and proceed to exit the room menacingly. So a little weird, but the gang just ignores that, as I said, and they end up making it to the room that Cass was in, but now she is nowhere to be found. Fred says it's as if she disappeared into thin air, and Shaggy says, Cass Elliot, thin air? And then he and Scooby have a good laugh. Now, I'm not sure how I feel about that one. Although, if I do remember correctly, there are a few good fat jokes and other such musings in this episode, a lot by Cass herself, so I think it's more we're laughing with, not at her. I mean, we'll certainly see, though. Alright, so our ghouls are seen making something. It's a yellow substance. It kind of looks like maybe the oatmeal, like oatmeal, like that sort of solid ish liquid state you know i don't know it's produced from some machine and it drops into a big old metal bowl or whatever and then they go ahead and cover it up i suppose we'll come back to that later then we are back with the gang who are bewildered at this mystery so far and then they hear a crazy very cheesy very silly howl and they see the ghouls floating towards them and i don't mean a couple inches off the ground floating I mean, they are full-on, horizontal, halfway to the ceiling floating. They threaten the gang, saying that they need to leave before time is up. Now, Scooby and Shaggy are ready to leave right now. They bolt for the door, but the ghouls use a hook and line to drop Shaggy in a vat of chocolate. Oh, it's not chocolate. The older kids walked up on it, and, you know, Shaggy dropped in, he came out, and then he tried to walk away, but it started, uh... Uh, like the, whatever the substance is it started hardening or, or freezing up and he just got stuck there so the gang walks up and they're like wow look at that it looks like a giant gingerbread man what a horrible death that is for shaggy and literally no one seems to realize that it could be shaggy so they start looking for him i mean i'm glad they care but they didn't even stop to check the first clue but scooby decides to start eating the gingerbread which gives shaggy some alarm but he can't move or make noise now, the older kids go and try the same door that Shaggy was before he got uh, hooked and dropped into the, the gingerbread, or whatever it actually is. Now, there isn't a doorknob, so they theorize that there may be some secret switch. As Fred says that out loud, the ghouls use one to send them through a trap door. Get got, Fred. They go shooting out into another room, an undefined one so far, where they find Cass Elliot. She is in the episode, you guys. We were right. Uh, they ask how she got down here, and she says she was up there one minute, and then whoosh, down here through the floor. I know I was heavy, but not that heavy. Okay, so I was right earlier. We're laughing with, not at. Uh, they hear that weird grinding that uh, is associated with that yellow stuff that the ghouls were making. The older kids and Cass are confused. Cass says she's heard it before, and uh, there's a lot of spooky things going on, so since she got the factory so the older kids offer to help her figure that out and all the other weird stuff that she just mentioned has been going on now scooby actually saved shaggy by eating all the bread off of his uh not carcass shaggy didn't die scooby saved him so fred yells loud enough to get their attention 
Uh, they're trapped down there, and they need Scooby and Shaggy to get them out somehow. Shaggy locates them through the vent that he's hollering through. So uh, Scooby and Shaggy start looking around for a secret lever to open the trap door. Shaggy gets the bright idea to use—well, okay, I jumped ahead of myself. They start looking for the secret lever, and Scooby finds it on the other side of the room. Now Shaggy gets the bright idea to use some licorice as emergency rope. He tries to send it down to the gang, but it doesn't go well because Scooby starts eating it. Oh, you. Shaggy is... <laughs> the whole time, Shaggy's, like, feeding it down. He's like, are, are, are you getting it yet, Fred? And he's like, no. He's like, man, you guys must be 10 feet down. Are you getting it yet? And he's, like, freaking out, and Scooby's just eating and eating. Uh, Shaggy does end up coming to his senses, and he stops Scooby. So he gets the licorice rope down, and the older kids get up the rope easily. Uh, everything goes fine. But when Cash tries it, the rope breaks. She also actually gets stuck in the middle of the shaft. And uh, at that moment, she vows only to eat grapefruit, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and in-between snacks, if she ever gets out of there. Scooby actually, as they're trying to theorize what they can do, Scooby spots the hook that snagged Shaggy earlier. Shaggy goes ahead and feeds it down to her, but it works a little too well in getting her out. She's yoinked out, but the momentum of the thing sends her rushing along, along the line. After some brief shenanigans, Shaggy tries to catch Cass when she lets go of the rope to get off the, the wild ride she's on, and it doesn't work. She just falls and lands on him, and they both fall. At least he broke her fall, and she says, Butterfingers. Then he says, Butter never spread like this. <laughs> he got her, man. That was, that was probably the best joke of the whole episode. Now the gang hears the grinding noise again, and they decide to try and track it down. Let's go clue hunting. They stumble upon the foreman of the factory trapped in a closet or some such thing. It's a trapped in a room. I didn't see what kind of room it was. He's actually he's really angry that the ghouls trapped him in there, so he, he quits and he storms out. Mr. Franklin, the watchman, shows up after that. He says he's been trying to find the source of that grinding noise. He says he isn't scared of the green ghouls and that he refuses to quit. I like it, Mr. Franklin. But just then, one of the ghouls literally just picks him up and takes him away. They just freaking snatched him up and ran right off. Now, after that trauma, the gang hears the some machines running. They go and find the ghouls making some Cass Elliot, Elliot, Cass Elliot candy bars. So it looks as if they are some sort of thieves or, or, or trying to do some sort of some sort of hidden operation. I don't know. Uh, highly efficient at that because they are just pounding through chocolate bars, mate, pouring it, letting them shape and the machines do their work and then wrapping it and putting them in the box. They, they are really on a tear. And Velma sees that all of the crates that the chocolate bars are going into are going to the same address in Brazil. Cass says that they may have stumbled onto something bigger than all of them. Well, bigger than most of them. They decide to split up and search for clues and the ghouls. Now Shaggy and Scooby decide to take this time to eat almost everything they pound down so much chocolate and so many peanuts it is ridiculous and sidebar i love in cartoons especially well i'm pretty pretty sure it's only cartoons that there will be piles of uh of like supplies in like a food place like the food place like this there'll be just piles of like like chocolate pieces or, or peanuts or something just on the floor just hanging out it's so uh it's so cartoony and great. In real life, it would be awful, but it's good. Anyways, after their acts against God, the green globs send a bunch of shapes at them. They have, like, 
a little cannon and they're just shooting these yellow spheres at Cash, Scooby, and Shaggy. I don't know what they are and they weren't defined. Like Shaggy caught a couple in his mouth. He was like, mm, pretty good, but I-, I don't know what they were. But either way, this attack, this assault ends up working as the gang, the Cash, Scooby, and Shaggy, we'll call them the gang junior, are, uh, they slip on whatever's being thrown at them and they're thrown down a trap door into a room filled, absolutely filled with marshmallows. They st- once again, they're all j- just on the ground and everything. But uh, they like they make up the whole room, actually. And they end up uh, surprisingly not eating their way out. They don't have to, I guess. But uh, you would think Scooby and Shaggy would go for it, you know? They decide against it, though, and they end up getting out of that marshmallow room. And they stumble upon Mr. Franklin again. But this time he's being dragged away from them by a green glob. He's calling for help and everything. Oh, yeah, speaking of green globs i stopped calling them ghouls at this moment because the globs themselves called themselves globs so it's globs now the gang was calling them globs and i was like no they're ghouls but now the globs have stated that they are globs so the word i will use is glob and oh yeah the older kids found a secret door behind some candy canes okay cast shag and scoob they run into the globs yet again after one of them disappeared with mr franklin in tow and actually, the three very effectively hide from the globs, but Scooby absolutely soils it by chewing too much gum. He, I mean, just for once, control yourself, Scooby. Shaggy's trying to quiet him, but he won't stop. You gotta train your dog better than that. I mean, Scooby, so he starts uh, chewing the gum. He's chewing a lot of it. It's super, super loud, which gets the attention of everybody within like a 50-mile radius. And then he blows this huge bubble, I think accidentally, but he blows this huge bubble that gets their attention again, and it sort of draws them to their hiding spot. And then the hic- and then he starts hiccuping, and that forms a large bubble. Which sticks him and Shaggy on the ceiling. When it pops, they get... They, they go flying up and they get stuck in all the gum on the ceiling. And that actually works out because the antagonists, the globs, can't reach our protagonists up there. Up there. They're hopping and trying to grab them. But uh, they can't make it, although Scooby and Shaggy do fall off the ceiling. But they fall at the right angle and right into Cass's arms, who runs off with them. So they, they escape again. After that, they find Mr. Franklin... Who turns? Who find? He finds them, and he says he's looking. He wishes the globs would, would stand up and fight him like a man. So as the globs come down the hall, he sees them, and he starts chasing down one. And like they round a corner, and it really seems like Mr. Franklin has a lot of energy. He has a momentum. He has the attitude. He's gonna go and just kick this thing's butt. It really is a valiant display, but it's all for naught as he gets hooked up on yet another ceiling conveyor and he gets trapped in just a room. Just the door shuts and he's gone. Now, the older kids make it to the tower that they were apparently trying to find. I missed the reasoning on that. I mean, there's obviously a tower with something. Anyways, they find the source of the grinding noise that they've all been hearing for the whole episode, actually. It is a metal grinder. They also find some bank bags, bags used to transport money for banks. The mystery is getting clearer for me, not for the gang yet. They're still pretty uh, pretty confused, having trouble connecting the dots. So Cash, Shaggy, and Scooby get away from the globs yet again. A lot of time. there's so many times in this episode 
where you cut to one group and then you cut back to the other and they're just finishing a, a chase that was happening off screen. It happens a lot in this episode. The globs are very persistent, but they're also most mostly effective. It's it's interesting. There's some good villains. Anyway, Scooby and Shaggy try to get a snack to recover from all that. But they realize that they, for maybe the first time ever, at least this thus far in Scooby canon, I think, have actual stomach aches. They don't have to con con time to contemplate that too much, though, as a blob shows up, a glob shows up, and locks them in another undefined room. So they get caught yet again. Like I said, they, they're not the most efficient, but these globs do have, they have quantity, they have a, the advantage of having quantity over quality. They're not the best villains. They're not the the best at trapping and whatnot, or, or keeping or getting the gang out of their hair. But they do it so many times in this episode. It's pretty impressive. Uh, let's see. Uh, undefined room. The glob actually starts raining popcorn down on them for some reason. Uh, and I didn't get it at first, but as I was watching it, I was like, "Oh wow, uh, he's going to basically drown them in it." What another horrible death. Shaggy's facing a lot of near-death experiences in this episode. So the three decide that they have to eat their way out. So Shaggy and Scooby end up taking that loss so Cash can stay on her grapefruit diet that she promised she would do if she ever got out of that bent or that shaft. And uh, here she is, staying true to it so far. So the three of them are now free of the popcorn. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby, are they, their stomachs are just in horrible shape right now. And they decide to break out of the room they're trapped in. They have to take another risk. There's a machine in there, and Cass turns it on. It's like a jawbreaker machine. Uh, so And it fires the jawbreakers out at, like, incredible speed, which is going to break the door down eventually. Don't question the science. They, Although, to do that, they have to risk the room filling with jawbreakers before the door breaks through. Okay, you don't have to question the science. I, I just realized, because it's not about, like... Uh, hitting the door over and over and breaking it that way, it's the weight. The weight of the jawbreakers. Popcorn wasn't going to break the door down. Gosh, you know what? But then again, a room full of, like, the same exact weight of popcorn. Fresh okay, anyways, don't question the science, but um, if this was a different show, the scene could have been very, very tense. But it is Scooby-Doo, so it's kid-friendly, and the plan works. So the three go rolling out onto the floor when the door breaks down, but Shaggy gets stuck on a pile of jawbreakers, so he goes much, much further than the other two. Now he finally slams into some machinery that stops his momentum, and but as he gets up, he accidentally yoinks a lever, which covers him in the same material that covers the green glob villains. He starts calling and screaming for help, so Cass and Scooby are sprinting over to help him, and they are disturbed to find that it it's a glob. Uh, they run away, but one of the actual globs finds Shaggy mistaking him for his partner, which is hard to do, but whatever. He takes Shaggy, uh, he says, come on, we gotta finish loading up this truck, we're gonna finish this operation tonight. Shaggy manages to keep his cool and play along. Uh, eventually, Scooby finds Shaggy, you know, it shows Shaggy and the glob go, they're loading up a van or a truck or whatever, then Cass and Scooby, Scooby sniffed out Shaggy, so they show up. And Scooby is so excited that he found Shaggy, which is very cute and very nice. But he's so excited that he found him, he, he runs up and he won't stop licking him, which gives him away. He, he removes some of the, the green glob material. And it's unfortunate that Scooby was once again not very situationally aware. 
But it's okay, you know, he's Scooby. He gets some episodes off. So Shaggy and Scooby run away one way, and then Cass somehow ends up meeting with the older kids. I must have been looking away when the scene transitioned, because, or, or, yeah, before the cut, because I don't understand how that happened, but it did. Now, the Globs go ahead and trap uh, Cass, Velma, Shaggy... No, 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 Cass, Velma, Daphne, and Fred, the older kids, in uh, they trap them in Taffy, just a big whole mess of taffy all over sticking them to the ground uh scooby and shaggy run from the villains pretty pretty well and they effectively trick them nearly trapping them if they were thinking about trapping them they could have come up with something really easily in that situation but um it's okay oh oh okay oh sorry my notes sometimes my notes are a little confusing and sometimes i just get wrapped up in saying the stuff that when i go to transition to the next sentence there's nothing there sometimes when i start a sentence i have no idea where it's going to go no but anyways uh scooby and shaggy they actually nearly do trap them they they have this shaggy has this plan with some bubble gum but the the globs catch on to this bubblegum related plan and they hit Shaggy really hard. Shaggy does recover quickly enough to find the older kids trapped. Uh, the Globs catch Shaggy, though, as he finds the gang. They catch him again, and they send him again across the ceiling conveyor, this time into a pile of boxes. Shaggy recovers again. What a champ. But he gets stuck in the taffy, too. So the gang is stuck, and the Globs are going back to the truck to load the candy bars. The one Shaggy was helping with earlier. Traitor. Anyway, they're trying to wrap their operation up tonight, as that glob said earlier. Credit them for a very effective trap this time. The gang is really, really struggling to get out of the taffy. They do end up managing to move as a group, and they go and they end up falling onto a forklift, with they, which they somehow managed to activate. I mean, it was accidentally, but I don't see how, how that could work. Anyway, it's a cartoon, I guess, which then launches them into a pit of water a pit uh like a a bucket or whatever like a container a big huge container of water which hey gets all the taffy off but a new problem does arise though they didn't land in water no 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 they landed in rock candy coating darn they all freeze where they stand still this one is easy they just tip them manage to tip themselves over using kind of their momentum wiggling and then fall over and it breaks the casting so the globs are definitely some of the most effective at executing traps and plans and whatnot in terms of villains on the show so far, but still no match for Scooby and friends. Now the globs realize this, they realize that they're no match and that the gang got out of their trap and they end up chasing the gang around the factory a bit. Cass Elliot comes through though as she chases the globs down with the forklift. She also has a trumpet. She plays a lot in this moment for comedic effect. It's pretty funny. She uses the forks to flip them up onto a conveyor belt, which ends up trapping them in a, like a big old sundae. Chocolate sundae, chocolate cocoon. It's pretty wild. Uh, each gets their own plate, though. They got big plates and everything. It's crazy. Anyways, the Ashorties show up. The Ashorties throw up. <laughs> the Ashorties show up, and the foreman and the watchman are both revealed to be the culprits. But, but, there's there's more. Turns out the watchman, Mr. Franklin, it was just a mask of Mr. Franklin. They were going to try and frame him in the very end. Underneath the mask is a famous international bank robber. The gang finds Mr. Franklin safe and sound at home. The whole group decides to eat a celebratory meal, one in which Cass only eats grapefruit, just like she said she would. But, with a twist, she has about 
ate on a tray covered in whipped cream, chocolate sauce, nuts, and a cherry. It's like a grapefruit sundae, which is a horrible deal to put on, like, a grapefruit or, like, a tangerine or orange. Like, eh. It just, it doesn't sound good to me, but it's Cass Elliot. Oh, you. Alrighty, that does it for this one. Thank you all for listening. You can join the Meddling Kids Facebook Podcast and Scooby-Doo Facebook discussion group. <laughs> Please uh, make sure if you are new a list, if you are a new listener, first of all, welcome. And you want to join that group? Make sure you read the the rules when you're asking to join, and you have to agree to the rules for me to let you in. Thank you to Dave Seste for the use of his music, Night Surfing, for the theme song. Stay groovy, and remember, if it wasn't for you meddling kids, I wouldn't have been able to get away with it.